Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. If you've been married for five years or more, did you know that the divorce rate drops? The chances of your marriage making it actually decreases just by having been married five years or more. Um, I know that's kind of hard to believe, and a lot of us can think of a lot of um, examples of where that was not the case. But where does this come from? It comes from research from Shanti Felden, where she talks about um, the actually hope that we have in marriage and that the trust that we can have in uh, the design that God actually created. And so... Um, let me talk a little bit about what that means, because five years isn't very long. And what we actually find from other research, like um, some of the stuff from Gary Thomas, he talks about how it takes about nine to 14 years for a couple to kind of figure themselves out and find their identity, which is crazy to think about. But five years into marriage, after you've invested that much time, there's something that shifts and changes. There's this kind of a kind of fitting into an old shoe kind of thing. But is it really always the case? No, there's actually really key um, factors that actually tend to contribute to the long-term health and then also that tends to erode. Now, the coolest thing about our hope in marriage is we need to be careful we don't put our faith in marriage. Our faith needs to be in Christ and Jesus and and God and um, not in the institution of marriage. But he created marriage and he created it for our health, for our well-being, for the the um, growth of society, the health of society, lots of different reasons. So Shanti Felden's research has shown that, first of all, the f- divorce rate's never been 50%, never even touched close to that. And we need to be careful that we're not still saying things like that um, because not half of all marriages don't end, end in divorce. Now, the reason we believe that is all of us can put our fingers on in our mind, mind's eye many, many people that have divorced. That so many have been through divorce that we just assume that that's got to be true. That 50% is kind of a no-brainer. Um, at the highest it's ever been, it was in the 30s, 30-something percent, maybe 33%. But the truth is that most people that, mar- that are married are still married to their first spouse and are actually fairly happy, not as depressing as a lot of the uh, previous authors and research and reports have said um, over the years. So I, ho- I hope you have that con- can have that confidence. Now, if your parents divorced, you have a higher chance of, of divorcing yourself. Why? Because it's seen as a way out. One of the things that I tell my college students is, as they, as they prepare for their future relationships, but also in teaching others, is think of the red and yellow card in soccer. You have this red card you can play, yellow card, um, when there's kind of a penalty or something. Do you have a divorce card? If you have the divorce card in your back pocket, you will play it at some point. Every marriage gets to the point where, or some point, many times, where they like, they're wondering, who, who did I marry? Why did I marry this person? Am I crazy? Are they crazy? What did I get myself into? Uh, I don't think I can do this. Uh, I don't know if I can forgive one more time. This is the point. Part of what marriage is about is not our happiness, even though we have been so duped by believing that it is. But it's about our holiness, our growth. That's actually, you married that person with the unknown future. And God God knows there isn't an unknown for him. And so he knew what you were going to face. And he knew what you were going to go through. And he knew that hopefully 
you would be able to or want to turn to him in those times. No parent gets married, okay, no parent, no couple gets married expecting you to be a parent of a child that's handicapped or a child that actually has major health issues or never leaves the hospital or doesn't make it, dies, or something tragic happens, or uh, to raise a child who turns into an addict or you know chooses that way of coping. Um, none of us do. And that's life, that's reality. So it's being able to lean into those unknowns and actually be able to kind of roll with the punches, be, be a team, work together. So what are those keys? What are those kind of critical parts of a healthy marriage? Um, if you look at the research on Prepare and Rich, so it's a tool that I use and have used for 20 years for uh, premarital counseling. And also the Simbus, the Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, is another great tool that I've used for a long time. Um, but the research shows that the friendship that you have and closeness are really key to that foundation. Are we friends? And a lot of couples can't say that they're friends. They're, they're functioning, they're in relationship, but they're not um, best friends. They're not doing life together. They don't lean on each other. They don't look to each other. So the answer, small tweaks. It's not big things that you have to change to, to help get a marriage back on track. And the fact is, is if every few months, even once a year, you are intentional at kind of checking in and kind of going, are we okay? Is there something I'm missing? And there's permission and safety to say yes or no, especially the no, and then deal with it. That a couple can go through anything. I've had the privilege of walking through couples through serious, just really difficult affairs, adultery, um, losses that just seem impossible, diagnoses that um, none of us would want to have, and other very tragic and difficult things. Yet, I've seen God come through, not necessarily us, God come through and change, change our hearts, change our uh, the way I feel towards someone, because that's really the gauge we tend to go by is how I feel. Um, and they learn to love. What's the point? It's us becoming more like Christ. And so who you married, the unknown there, becomes that person that you don't get to go, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, or there's always someone else better. Yes, it's true for a while. And then you have to take care of that one too. And so there should be a lot of hope, um, a lot of confidence in marriage that if you do the little things, that it can actually sustain. Now, why do couples divorce at 20, 30 plus years of marriage or after that many years? They probably lost each other a long time ago. So when they arrive to that stage, usually post kids being in the home, so they're empty nesters, they've they made that decision a long time ago. They lost each other. Are they doing what God called them to do? Absolutely not. Are they being who God want, wants them to be? Not at all. Because they're surrendering themselves to their own desires or passions or lusts, not um, to what they're called to do. The difficult of loving someone that might not be lovable right now, or might be going through a difficult time, or having questions about their faith, um, or having health issues, having mental health issues. That's marriage. Can I lean into that? And can I actually be, um, be one of those couples that can really say, yeah, I think we are happy. But it's not based on happenings. It's really, I'm joyful. I can actually have a positive attitude in the midst of chaos or difficulty or struggle. That's joyfulness. Happy, that word that we tend to use more often than anything, um, really refers to happenings. It's based on circumstances, which means every marriage will fail 100% of the time. 
how do we make it for, for the long haul? There's a few things we actually can do pre-marriage, which is not live together, um, be involved in a church. Um, college degree even changes the divorce rate. But after you get married, it's the investment in each other. It's that friendship. It's that ability to play. It's how much time you spend in, in the Bible, prayer, um, church attendance. Those are key. Um, you're a team. And if you see yourselves on opposite teams, you're automatically both failed. So it's being able to look at conflict. And so if you look at other research, like again, John Gottman, um, the research shows that that is the key to a healthy marriage, how you handle differences. Is it safe enough for me to express that I actually disagree or that I have a different view? Or is there no permission for that? Is that am I not allowed to? That creates a culture in a marriage. Um, as I've talked about before, the children growing up in a home at, from birth to about five or six, they're absorbing the energy in the home. Is it safe? And really before birth, so from conception, in, in utero, they're actually absorbing the energy of mom and voices around and in the environment. It's incredible uh, what's happening in utero. And then at birth to five, the energy of the home. And then from five or six on, it's the culture, the rules that we have, the the what's safe, what's not safe to do, to say, to act like. Is Are we a goofy family? Are we not a goofy family? Are we a serious family? Do we like video games or movies or are we anti-technology or um, what is our relationship with the Bible? Is it used for punishment or is it actually about a relationship with Christ? Um, all these things shape that little guy, little girl into the young man or young woman um, later on. Same for us, the homes we grew up in. So can we have confidence in marriage? Absolutely. After five years, things change, things settle in, but be we be aware I almost said be weary, no, be aware that um, it doesn't take much to get off course. And so really the answer, the key, becomes small course corrections every year, year after year. And you never stop investing in us. You need to continue to date. You need to continue to pursue. And each year, your husband, your wife's a different person. They're growing, they're changing. And so you're investing in them. Um, how you do holidays, how you do how you handle your finances, what you do with your time, the different kind of jobs you do or don't take. Um, all these things shape your family. There's that dream job you take that destroys your family because it's now you never see them um, or the stress level from it. Be, be careful that we aren't putting things as an idol. This goes for the vehicles we buy or the houses we purchase. So back to the money piece. And then the place, the healthy place you place your sex life that it's actually not meant to be something that's put on a pedestal or a performance thing. It's about a relationship. And so all these things are such keys to building a healthy, happy, vibrant marriage. Go on marriage retreats, read books together, listen to podcasts, do things that actually encourage you to be on the same page. Um, do little short little Bible studies that actually get you just to think on a passage together because you're living separate lives in so many ways, the ways that you can get on the same page is by thinking on certain things. One way to do that is Sunday morning church services or Saturday night or whatever, whenever you, you meet. Um, be intentional at um, using that sermon that you then heard to be a springboard for conversation and depth um, and analysis of uh, what are we missing, what can we do better, and how can we, how can we better love and serve each other and our family and those outside of our family. 
So I hope this is encouraging to you. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle and the Warrior Marriage Podcast. It's an honor, it's an honor to serve you, and I hope this is, helps you build and want to build and see the, have confidence in building a healthy, strong marriage. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at bookdrg.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.